Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, Ghana Standards Authority forces closure of Kumasi's men Ghana Limited for using inferior materials for production. We've got more as two directors of the company are arrested in a joint operation with the Economic and Organized Crime Office. And to all the cement producing companies in Ghana, we did everything. And after the analysis, the test results showed that they are not using the right raw materials, especially the limestone. Also coming up, National Petroleum Authority advocates establishment of specialized courts to prosecute criminal actions in the downstream petroleum industry. We are also looking at... Um You know, Smith, they have specialized courts, specialized judges that sit on these matters. Plus, managing coconut waste will tell you about a new project that is set to create more jobs. Putting all in all effort to make sure that the for the foreseeable future and even in the future, look at ways to expand into other communities. My name is Daryl Powell. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. staying with us everyone first up a cement manufacturing company in the shanti region has been shut down accused of using inferior materials in production 
Two directors of the Kumasi Cement Ghana Limited were also arrested Tuesday in an operation by the Ghana Standards Authority and the Economic and Organized Crime Office. This follows earlier warnings for the company to halt operations until permission is granted. Nana Bwachi Adam has more in this story. Three cement manufacturers in the Ashanti region were directed by the Ghana Standards Authority last week to suspend operations due to concerns over the quality of their cement products. Kumasa Cement Ghana Limited, however, failed to comply, informing the forced closure. The move is part of a large effort to crack down on substandard cement production across the country and protect consumers in accordance with the Ghana Standards Authority Act 2022. Their exercise covers the prohibition of new cement factories pending a streamlined permit insurance process by regulatory institutions. Ashanti Regional Director of the GSA, Samuel Kofi Frempon, spoke to Joe News. Testing the raw materials, we select, we went to all the cement producing companies in Ghana. We did everything. And after the analysis, the test results showed that they are not using the right raw materials especially the limestone for the production of the Portland cement. And that prompted us to then call them to a meeting to uh, discuss the issue. Because first, you know, we are under trade and industry, so we also have to ensure that we improve the growth of trade and everything in the country. So we called them. They declined. They didn't come. We follow up with a visit to their factory. And then we met them over there, informed them they have to take steps to address the non-conformities that we have raised because it will affect the cement production in the country. According to Mr. Frempon, the Ghana Standard Authority intends to continue the exercise across the country to ensure producers comply with laid-down requirements in the production of cements. 2018, we started what national it's not just Ashanti region. National exercise, what we call cement uh, surveillance. It is a national exercise. It's not just a GSE exercise. It's a national exercise. So certainly we are going to continue. And it's something that we want to do because posterity will judge GSE if we, we, we leave this exercise. Because we have started, we can't just leave it. And it's not only going to be just cement. Because the order or the instruction from the Director General is that the building code, being it iron rod, cement, blocks, concrete, whatever, we are going to ensure that the right materials are on the market. For Joy News, Nana Bwachidankweyadom, Kumasi. Now, the National Petroleum Authority, MPA, is advocating the creation of specialized courts that will deal with persons who infringe on regulations. Legal Affairs Director Farida Ali Musa who disclosed this at a meeting with media practitioners in the Upper East region, says aside from opening special courts, judges and the police will be sensitized on the Downstream Petroleum Act for easy prosecution. Joining us is Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam reports from WA. For some time now, members of the public have expressed worry over the sea of four stations that have sprung up and cited close to residential facilities. Many are at a loss and wondering how those four stations came into being and are fears for their lives. Another is the legal functions of the National Petroleum Authority, MPA, which many are unaware of. 
based on the aforementioned, the MPA held a meeting with media practitioners in the Apos region to sensitize them on the work of the MPA. The media practitioners also had the opportunity to ask any question bothering their minds. Apos regional manager of the MPA, Mam Osman, says the ball rolling on what is required to set up a full station. Requirements, the regulatory requirements here include uh, LPA permit, uh, EPA permit, uh, assembly, assembly permit, and then the, all those kind of uh, permits from our other regulatory bodies. And then the infrastructure requirement, we look at the office structure, the forecourt, the building, and everything to see whether it is in good shape to be allowed to continue in operation. Waste management and storage disposal, uh, mode of disposal of waste, dirty uh, oil, as well as uh, use filters. And then housekeeping, we look at all the surroundings to see how it is vacant, whether it is uh, uh, acceptable. Legal Affairs Director of the MPA, Lawyer Farida Ali Musa, disclosed that the Attorney General's Department has ceded part of his mandate and issued a fiat appointing some persons as public prosecutors to prosecute matters for and on behalf of the authority. She said plans are afoot to set up specialized courts to deal with persons who violate the MPA Act. Now the framework, we are also looking at um, getting specialized courts purposely for the downstream industry, just like the snakes does. You know, snakes, they have specialized courts, specialized judges that sit on these matters, and they are trained periodically, so they understand um, the snakes issues very well. It is the same way we want to do. Now, the fortunate part of it is that snakes have gone through it before, and then we are also going through their books, so that we will not be repeating the mistakes that they did in the course of um, prosecuting. Head of Economic Regulations and Planning Directorate of the MPA, Dominic Abouji, outlined measures put in place by the MPA to prevent fuel shortage in the country. The rigorous monitoring or management of the LACAM program. So we have a team of officers who are constantly communication with the Bidex, the licensed importers, who are in constant communication with the international oil traders, who are in constant communication with shipping companies who are supposed to deliver their products just so everybody's delivering on time. We also monitor, we also liaise with some of the international refineries, um, I mean the refineries overseas, like in Europe and so on and so forth, just so they are also going according to schedule to supply the products that are needed in country. So that is done on a regular basis. Now another thing we also introduced is what you call the Gold for Oil program. I'm sure many of you are familiar if there was a lot of talk about it at the beginning of this year. It was introduced this year as well. It was actually a payment mechanism where government says that for any oil that is brought into the country, in fact, the time that we are engaging a lot with some of these international suppliers, we propose to them that you know we are not getting enough dollars. However, we have gold as a country. So you'll be interested in the gold, because Bank of Ghana has gold reserves. We'll give you gold in exchange for the oil. And then for, for some, they were excited about it and said, yes, so long as you give us the gold, we are ready to bring oil. Reporting for Dwayne News, Rafik Salam. Wa.
Now, the Petroleum Commission says it is on course to establish a virtual data room to incentivize investors to boost oil and gas exploration. This, according to Chief Executive Egbert Fabio Jr., will aid in increasing revenue and contribute to the country's GDP. He said that an investment in 3D seismic data in the country's offshore basin is key to the growth of the sector. Mr. Fabio uh, has been interacting with James Ishan on the state of licensing for some oil exploration firms as well. Seismic data acquisition is a route to go to get um, a lot more companies to sign up for petroleum blocks in this country. So with PGS, what we've done today is that we have an existing arrangement with them with respect to data acquisition. But there's a need to uh, process and also enhance the data as it exists. So that is what you saw us sign today. At the end of it all, when companies are signing on, uh, to license the data, they will see that the imaging that will come up as a result of this data using latest technology uh, by PGS will be more than they need to actually take investment decisions as to where to drill and whether to drill or not. Now, let's look at licensing regime within the upstream sector. We've seen some new oil marketing companies coming. What is the state of these or uh, the licenses basically? Well, there are about 14 or so um, uh, petroleum agreements presently in in place in Ghana. Of these 14, three are producing oil and gas. A few others are at uh, stages of appraisal. A few others are also waiting to drill next year. And so I will say that there's a lot of activity going on upstream. Every company is responsible for its own program. The Ministry of Energy, the sector agency, is very committed to ensuring that all these companies drill. The Petroleum Commission, as the manager and regulator of Ghana's upstream sector, if you ask the companies, they will tell you. I mean, there are monthly, sometimes weekly meetings on all these work programs and budgets for the energy approvals to enable them drill. Because, as I keep saying, we cannot wait we need to bring our hydrocarbons to the surface quickly before the energy transition catches up with all of us. Are we to see the approval being done within, before the end of the year? Um, well, I mean, oil and gas is very technical. Um, drilling a well, for example, I was saying yesterday, offshore, ultra deep, will cost you between um, 50 to 60 million U.S. dollars. It is not government's money that is used. It is investor funds. Now, uh, the Trust Hospital and its social holder, the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, will work together to ensure the hospital becomes more profitable in 2024. According to Chief Executive Officer of the Trust Hospital, Dr. Juliana Oyame, the hospital will leverage its business strategy to boost operations. She spoke to Joy Business at a maiden business meeting with SNIT. The meeting brought together key stakeholders, directors, and senior management to discuss the hospital's strategic direction, performance, and future plan. Chief Executive Officer Julina Oye Amer said the hospital is on a recovery path. So the past three years have progressively been getting better. 2020 was a very difficult year for us because of COVID, and uh, it impacted negatively on our bottom line. 2021, um, we started the journey of recovery and steadily we've been making good progress in terms of profitability and um, quality care since then. 
Um, we are involved with a lot of corporate social um, responsibilities. Um, the, the flagship one being Pink October. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. In the year 2022, we screened over 6,000 um, women and men for breast cancer. So I think that's the most prominent CSR we have. Impact has been great in terms of increasing um, our throughputs, um, increasing um, the publicity of the organization um, to, the, to the general public. Um, it's impacted in the number of people who attend our hospitals and clinics for quality health care. We have set up a monitoring and evaluation unit um, which is supposed to track um, each and every target that we hope to achieve in the strategic plan. We will be having, like I've said, we've had annual plans. We'll have mid-year reviews and end-of-year reviews. The Trust Hospital offers a comprehensive range of medical services across various specialties, including general medicine, surgery, pediatrics, obstetrics, and gynecology, among others. Now, the European Union, Serat Development Organization, and True Corp Center have successfully completed and inaugurated a transformative coconut waste hub in Danfa here in Accra. This environmentally driven initiative aims to address the challenges of coconut waste management whilst creating sustainable socio economic opportunities for local communities. There's more in the following report. This groundbreaking initiative will also contribute to sustainable livelihoods for local communities by fostering job creation, especially in the waste management and recycling sectors. Head of Corporation at the European Union in Ghana, Massimo Mina, explained that the European Union is dedicated to working together with local partners. This is a very important project, even though uh, the amount of funding is only a little percentage of our overall allocation for Ghana, but it is part of our partnership. In this particular case, we are working with the local authorities and with the civil society organization to team up together to implement uh, the green transition. So the green transition is really at the core of the European Union policy, it's part of the Green Deal. And on one end, it's about protecting the environment and ensuring more sustainable practices. The country director for Serath Development Organization, Lucille Abroca, emphasized that the inauguration of the Cocoa Waste Hub is not merely a ceremony. The project is being funded by the, the EU, and we know that the sustainability of the project would mean that it, would, it should continue for the foreseeable future. So currently, we are putting all in all effort to make sure that the project is sustained for the foreseeable future and even in the future, look at ways to expand into other communities as well as um, use these products to process other products that can be sold on the market, both locally and internationally. The construction of the facility forms part of the European Union-funded Coconut Waste Project Co-op 
which aims at creating a sustainable green and circular economy in the coconut value chain by working with coconut vendors, youth job seekers and communities within the La Enquantanan Madina municipality. Now, as part of efforts to deepen trade between Ghana and its foreign partners, Fair Trade has organized the AgroFood and Plasprint Park Ghana 2023. The sixth edition of the conference will explore ways Ghana can develop its agribusiness value chain with support from foreign trade partners and foster beneficial partnerships. Delivering an address at the launch of the fair, Managing Director of Fair Trade, Paul Mears, uh, stated the fair will improve Ghana's dependence on homegrown agric solutions and products. The Agro-Food and Plast Print Park Ghana 2023 is the safe international trade show and conference on agriculture, food and beverages, technology, food ingredients, hospitality, plastics, printing, as well as packaging. The fair will host some 70 exhibitors from 12 countries across the globe. The three-day event will also host conferences and engagement between industry, policymakers, and other relevant bodies aimed at facilitating trade partnerships. In his address, Managing Director of Fair Trade, Paul Mart, indicated that the fair will improve Ghana's self-reliance in agribusiness and trade. The event aims to help increase Ghana's self-sufficiency and improve supply. Currently, the market can be characterized by the following key figures. From 59 million euros in 2017 to 112 million euros in 2021, Ghana's imports of food and beverage technology show an annual increase of 17% between 2017 and 2021. With already well over 40 million inhabitants in 2022, which according to the World Bank will rise to 80 million by 2050, Ghana is, of course, a huge food market. The Italian ambassador to Ghana, Daniela Dolandi, expressed her commitment to deepening trade between Ghana and Italy. 2022 has already marked a new record of the volume of bilateral trade between Ghana and Italy with a volume of 874 million euros. And in July this year, bilateral trade already reached 300 million euros. The most important part of Italy's exports to Ghana remain the capital goods. Over 90 million euros of machinery and equipment has been traded in 2022, an increase of 30% compared to the previous year, reflecting the fact that more and more Ghanaian companies are choosing Italy as, techno as their technological partner. Deputy Netherlands Ambassador to Ghana, Wendy Van Meel, called for the development of the agriculture sector through mechanization to boost employment. Currently, the agriculture sector is the biggest employer in Ghana, and roughly 30% of the population is working within the sector. This means close to 11 million people of Ghana's total population is employed by the agriculture sector. Additionally, it is relevant to highlight that 77% of this 11 million are considered to be subsistence farmers and the government of both Ghana and the Netherlands share the perspective that this should be different. It is at this backdrop that, as Kofi Annan said, the Netherlands is partnering with a large group of stakeholders, including the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, to support the Ghanaian food system and support its sustainable development into a space where farmers and entrepreneurs can thrive. 
The three-day event, which will end on 23rd of November 2023, is put together by AHK Delegation of German Industry and Commerce in Ghana and Fair Trade. Uh, the Bank of Ghana earlier this week announced the suspension of WISE, ZP, and other international money transfer companies from sending remittances into the country after they violated the central bank's forex regulations. Here to tell us more and what the implications are is Henry Kobler, who is lead for Eyes of Africa. Good afternoon to you, Henry. Good to see you. Um, what did these firms do wrong? You're muted. Okay, so Bank of Ghana basically has a right basically to um, put in the Payment with Systems and Service Act, which is uh, which came into force in 2019, um, Act 987. Um, generally, they have to regulate their payment systems in Ghana and then all these fintechs that are cropping up in the industry. Now, um, if you had looked at the, the point where Ghana relatively has suffered um, a bit of issues when it comes down to our exchange to our city. Um, Bank of Ghana basically would also have to look at how these fintech companies can uh, sort of influence the way that uh, our exchange rates and, and all comes into play. And so, um, if you had looked at most remittance companies that are selling in money into Ghana, they sort of using the platforms to push in a lot of currencies into to our, our, our country. Now, if you've been looking at companies like YICPay, you're looking at Transgo, all of them, they're quite a like, huge amount of money that is going through their platforms to hit it in Ghana. And definitely, they sort of have a lot to play uh, when it comes out to the issuance of foreign currencies and how foreign currency plays out in the country. And so, definitely, Bank of Ghana is looking at how they sort of violate most of the, the provisions in the Act and how they sort of influence our currencies foreign currencies in the country and they need some level of suspension in place so that they can sort of um, be able to put in the, the right regulations and then the right pointers to, to making sure that the ice cream rate is sort of stable in the country. What does this mean for customers who do business with these firms? I mean, it's really going to slow down um, remittances that are coming into the country, but it's also going to be for the best because then you're looking at uh, most of these companies are becoming a force when it comes down to detecting the exchange rates to the city. And so with some level of regulations, we're going to have the city sort of pushing in some level of stability because we're looking at quite a huge amount of money coming through their platforms now. Again, it may, means that we sort of have to rely on some of the companies like Western Union, MoneyGram, um, World Remit. Those, those are like um, sort of fading out in terms of the usage. But again, those becomes an alternative in terms of dealing with um, exchange rates in, in the country and also remittances that are coming into the country. There's going to be a very less flow of, of those remittances coming in. But I think that it basically puts the city at a very good point. And how does this impact the companies in question uh, that have been suspended? I mean, interestingly, you, you're looking at some of these, uh, uh, their numbers in terms of their books and records going low because you're going to have a very downward um, transaction force on their platforms. But again, you're looking at how the, the regulations that govern some of these companies relatively um, come into force. I've, I've had a very good experience when I had to um, deal with people that are outside and are going to send money based on services you're providing and all. And they're going to be dependent on the exchange rates that are quoted by some of these companies. And so again, you're looking at it as Bank of Ghana saying that the bank exchange rate that has to be ahead to 
uh, and, and dealt with to make sure that the people that are also in the country definitely have a very good uh, currency enough to depend on. Again, countries are relatively run by remittances um, only. And so we're looking at how the people that are also down uh, in the country make use of, of their currencies. And so even looking at these force uh, in terms of their platforms losing, in terms of the transfers of the, the number of transactions that are going through, you're also looking at the positives where you don't relatively exert a lot of force on the exchange rate uh, as to our city. And so again, you're going to see a very downward point when it comes out to their books and records and transactions, but I think that it's really for the best. All right. Uh, I just wanted to have a quick chat about uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday coming up. Uh, we just have a minute. What's the buzz in town? How are online businesses planning to take advantage? I think this year is, is great. I've already seen quite a number of um, uh, flyers flying on social media in terms of products um, where it has to come to Fridays, um, Cyber Cyber Mondays. I mean, it's, it's exciting if you're looking online to buy and, and trying to acquire quite a lot of things. But there has to also be a lot of question because this is also the point where a lot of fake goods are pushed into the market. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, uh, products that have sort of been on the shelves for long are also not being pushed to customers at a very low rate. So you sort of have to be careful. Um, there's quite a lot of deliveries that's going to be, be held. Again, during Black Friday, you don't get to even look at the product before you sort of purchase. We don't have proper return in terms of policies uh, for most of these goods. And so people that are going to be on to buy things, they should sort of be careful. But I think that it's exciting. Uh, we're looking forward to some level of um, good transactions in terms of the books of, of vendors that are going to be on this. I've seen a lot of um, companies relatively in the electronic sector selling mobile phones, I mean, electronic gadgets, people more advantage of, of okay. this as well. I think that it's our economy, but um, people should be careful. All right. Uh, thank you so much, and thanks for the advice as well. Um, happy to see you, Henry Kobler, there. And that's the marketplace. Thanks for watching, everyone. There is more news on our website, myjohnline.com forward slash business. Don't celebrate yet. There's still quite some distance from finish line. PwC to the government also GRA confiscates illicit tobacco products valued at 7.9 million cities. More on myjohnline.com forward slash business. My name is Daryl Kwa. Thanks for watching. We will be back same time tomorrow. viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.